Hey guys, I'm Lainey Brown. And I'm Katie Norris. Thank you for coming to the Faith Words podcast today. We are so excited to have Karen Moore here. She's the author of over 115 devotionals. So Karen, what makes What a Great Word unique from the other 115 books that you've written? You know, most of the devotionals I've done are themed. They're built around gratitude. They're built around love. They're built around some other water images for Mm -hmm. one of the ones I did. Um, This one is really just built around being intentional with everyday words, ordinary words, the words that you might just pass over when you read scripture because you think, oh, I know what that means. And so my hope is to give you a new perspective on those ordinary everyday words. And I can give you an example. Uh, Today's word is want. (laughs) And, you know, we're getting close to Christmas, so we all have a list, you know. We think, oh, I want this. I want a new car. I want a new house. Um, But I really wanted to look at what does God want. And so I focused today's devotion on want in the sense of we're missing something. You know, we want it because we don't have it, right? (laughs) So we want something, and God wants us to want to be more kind Mm -hmm. because we're lacking in kindness. So I chose that word, and I want to give us a perspective that we might not have thought of. How did you get the idea to do a devotional based solely on words? Well, (laughs) I have to give my husband the credit. (laughs) Every morning since we've been married, we've been married four years now, and every morning Bruce sends me a devotion. He gets up bright and early, way before it's civilized. (laughs) And and he does a scripture reading, and he sends me a word for today. And so the word might be no, K-N-O-W, or it might be, you know, another word that he found interesting. And he'll send me all kinds of definition, and he'll say, this is our word to consider for today. And so after getting those lovely devotions in the early morning hours, I said, you know what, what if I take those and really expand them and create a whole book of these? Wouldn't that be helpful to readers to really be intentional about each word each day? Your husband is in the book industry as well, and I'm just wondering, why are words so important to both of you all? <laughs> well, um, you know, we've, we're, we're readers in ourselves, for one thing, but words for me are important um, in part because, you know, God spoke the world into being, didn't he? And words have great power. You know, the words we say to each other are meaningful and important. And I think back in my childhood, I can remember uh, thinking, you know, when my first grade teacher said, oh, Karen is tall. I remember thinking, oh, I wonder if it's okay to be tall. (laughs) And I worried about being tall. I probably worried about being tall for another 15 years after that, just because she said that. Uh, So I, I stopped to think about the things we say to each other without really even realizing what we've said and how they sometimes will hang on. Mm -hmm. And they'll become very important to us. So I'd like to turn that into a positive thing and make sure that we're really looking at the power of words. So let's go back to the beginning for a lot of our listeners and readers. Um, What exactly is a devotional? You know, a devotional book primarily is intentional in the sense that it wants to give you time to spend with God each morning. So it's helping you to focus time and attention 
It's offering you a scripture usually and usually a thought of some kind to kind of ponder and think about and, and primarily ends with a prayer. And that hope is that you'll spend a little bit of time with God every single day. You know, when you want to get to know someone, you spend time with them. <laughs> and if you want to think of God as someone you want to get to know better, then a devotional book will help you be more intentional about that. I love that you're creating the opportunity for readers to be more intentional. And having a devotional is something that allows somebody to really carve out their time with God. What else do you see this devotional doing for readers? You know, I, I want them to be able to think bigger about the words that they read or to think more deeply, perhaps. I want them to be comforted and inspired renewed, energized, ready to go face the day, yes. face the world, because, you know, it's a crazy world. And the best we can do is kind of fortify ourselves with those things that, that help us to get through it and meet it and meet its challenges. What type of background do you need to write a devotional? You know, uh, I think that it's helpful to be a person of prayer. I think it's helpful to be a, a Bible reader. <laughs> those, are, those are things that are helpful. I think it's also um, a really good thing to be an observer mm -hmm. of life and of situations, to be sensitive to other people, and to try to get a sense of what they need or how you might help them. So I think if you're that kind of person, compassionate, sensitive, um, interested in the well-being of others, then you probably have a good shot to be a, a devotional writer. You know, I have to say that that is one of the things I noticed about you when we first met for our kickoff marketing call is that you were not just interested in me as somebody that was working on your book, but as a person and you're asking questions. Um, you were very people-centric and a lot of authors, specifically in the devotional space, are like that. Um, and one of the other things is that so many authors come from varying backgrounds, and they wear multiple hats, and there really is no one path to becoming a writer. So can you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to be such a prolific writer? Um, I started by being in, of all things, which is going to maybe surprise you, I feel like I really got my start in the greeting card industry. <laughs> yeah, <that makes> <laughs> I, I spent a number of years writing greeting cards, and, oh, you know, you, you had to be part of every occasion, every situation that we face. You know, I was part of somebody's life when they were having a baby, having a wedding, having a funeral, uh, whatever the season might be. And you had to be able to say something meaningful and special. And you had to make that person feel like they would have said that themselves. So I've written 15,000 greeting cards. <laughs> well, that life really helped me, I believe, to write the kind of work I do now because I have a short space, usually 500 words, mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes 200 words, and I have to be able to say something meaningful to someone and help them with the situation they're in. It's so. funny, you know, 
we've all gotten greeting cards, but you never think about somebody's actually sitting yeah. there <laughs> writing, writing greeting cards as a profession. That's incredible. That's a yes. lot of fun. <laughs> it is a lot of fun, and I love that industry. And I actually always thought of it as a ministry because you're reaching out and trying to be part of someone's life at important times in their life. You are the author of more than 115 books. How do you keep coming up with new ideas? How do you keep it interesting? Uh, well, I try to keep watching and observing. Life changes. Every day we're, you know, bombarded with news and things that come up and people's stories. And so I try to pay attention to all of those things as much as I can. And... Um, and I do read uh, other people's devotionals because I think that helps me to see the perspectives they've taken. And I look for those areas where, um, you know, they might be missing a, that point of view or there's, there's not been an opportunity for them to have that position taken. Mm -hmm. So I look for those things. So that's part of what I do. Yeah, and you are also a prolific reader of devotionals. So as an authority in that area, what devotionals would you recommend to our listeners out there, other than yours, of course? Um, well, I read Oswald Chambers, you okay. know. Um, my utmost is probably one of my very favorite ones. And, um, of course, I read a couple of mine. <laughs> you know, you should, let's find, uh, <laughs> you find things that are inspiring out of the devotionals that you've written, and you go back and you go, oh, wow, I wrote that, and... How do you feel? Oh, absolutely. In fact, you know, most of the time, I don't recall that that was something I wrote necessarily. <laughs> but it many, many times, I have to say, I'll read something and I'll go, wow, I really needed that today. And in part, it's because I actually write what I think I need to hear myself. <laughs> you know, I have to keep reminding myself, this is, this is the kind of thing, if I need to hear this, maybe, maybe you need to hear this. Yeah. You know, maybe we can learn from each other here. So, so yeah, so Oswald Chambers and, uh, and uh, Spurgeon, you know, those would be a couple of others. theologians. <laughs> <laughs> those are pretty inspiring guys. Yeah. <laughs> They are. They're the classics of the devotional world. We've got at my um, apartment a copy of Oswald Chambers, My Utmost First Highest, and it's right beside my Jane Austen books. So uh, there you go. But um, a lot of our listeners are also writers, and so I would love for you just to give us a little bit of insight into what your writing schedule looks like. My writing schedule depends on my contract. <laughs> You know, typically when I contract a new book, especially when it's a daily, because that's 366 words, and usually about 100,000 words by the time the book is done, so it's a lot of material, um, I tend to set up a schedule for myself. I'll, I'll write literally 366 titles. Okay to give myself somewhere that I know I'm going to go. Um, in this book, what a great word, I picked one word, 366 <laughs> words, and I said, okay, this will guide me as I start to write. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, of course, as I get into it, I find myself changing the word or I find a better word or something of that sort. But I set up a schedule and then I kind of backtrack and I say, well, it's due on this date four <laughs> months from now, so I need to write six words a day. So I write every single day and wow. I typically like to write in the morning um, because that seems to be the, the best time for me to, to do that. So 
a regular part of your routine. Regular part of my life, yeah. Do you <laughs> yeah. Coffee while you're writing? I drink a lot of coffee, uh, and I and I will tell you that oftentimes I write two books at the same time Um, and I do that in part because when I feel like I'm kind of running out of steam on one I can turn to the other one and kind of get a fresh perspective and then go back to I completely understand that I feel like the same way when I'm pitching an author Mm -hmm. I can I finally you know sometimes you run out of pitches Mm -hmm. yes and then you move over to the other one and you get fresh and inspired and then you come back exactly that's exactly right perspective on it and from a personal view you know because of the devotional readings I do in the morning or you know just scripture actually inspires the direction and ideas a lot of times and I'll just find myself finding one phrase that I go wow okay that's a good one I need to make a note of that and because that could become another book idea (laughs) (laughs) and so I often am making notes just based on scripture for Many book ideas do you have percolating right now? Ah, uh, okay. Well, um, my husband has um, <laughs> my husband has actually made me um, look at uh, having what I can do on one hand, so I can work on five projects oh, <laughs> at once. Nice. And um, you know, usually I'm because I'm an idea girl. I have lots of ideas. But we'll go through them about once every three or four weeks and say, okay, how many ideas should we be starting to really do something more with? So that's that's how that works. What are you working on now that you're excited about? Um, Well, I, I just... You know, since What a Great Word came out, I don't know if you're aware, but we've already done two more What a Great Word books. We have uh, What a Great Word for Graduates that just will come out in April and What a Great Word for Moms. And those were just 40-word books, but I'm really excited about them. I think they're very targeted to Mm -hmm. their audience. Um, I would love to do What a Great Word Christmas. (laughs) And What a Great Word for Couples in Love. I'd like to do that. Um, So those are on my list of things that I'd like to get some samples back over to you for that. And um, I also want to do a new devotional on choices Mm -hmm. because I believe that, you know, we make choices a hundred times a day and perhaps a little guidance would be, <laughs> would be helpful. Very helpful. So those are, those are things I'd like to be sure to do. So what keeps you going when you feel like you're running out of steam? <laughs> well, and it does happen. Mm-hmm. You know, there are times when I think, okay, maybe I should hang up my shingle. I've written all yeah. these books you know, could I actually have anything left to say? And I'll complain to my husband and say, you know, maybe (laughs) it's time for me to not do this anymore. Um, You know, and sometimes when I get there, the most amazing thing will happen. And I and I'm just going to say, God kind of shows up. And the way that's happened to me a couple of times has really inspired me to keep going. One of them uh, was just a couple years ago, I had written a book for teen girls. It was called True Images for Teen Girls, and it was 90 devotionals. And I was a little concerned about writing it because, you know, it's been a while since I was a teen, and I thought, (laughs) okay, I hope I can relate to this group. I hope I can say something and not sound like a mom or sound like, (laughs) you know, a teacher. You don't say that anymore. That's right. I wanted wanted it to seem relevant. And on one of those days when I thought I'm running out of steam, I got – a message, I got an email from this 16-year-old girl in Florida who thanked me for writing that book. 
And it was just so awesome to me because she said, and she pointed out two different sections of the book that really helped her. And she said, I've been anorexic since I was 13, mm -hmm. and I didn't think that I would survive it. She said, but now I am 16, and because of your book, I'm healed. Well, I sat down and started weeping, <laughs> and I said, oh, my goodness. If I only wrote that book for that girl, I am so grateful that I wrote that book. And so it was just so humbling to me to have that be an effect, that a book, a book could have on somebody's life. And I think that that kind of thing inspires me a lot. And then just recently, here's a recent example. I have a very dear friend, a lifelong friend, literally a lifelong friend, because the day I was born, his mother was taking care of my two sisters. <laughs> so I have known Al since I was born. And so, you know, ups and downs in our lives and maybe sometimes not getting together very often. Well, more recently, we have been getting back together again. And um, he went through the, the death of his daughter. She died very unexpectedly at 30 years old. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be with him shortly after that. And, you know, I didn't even really know what his faith perspective was. He'd been a judge and an attorney in his work life, and he had done all these things. But I, I felt like I needed to give him one of my devotionals. So I gave him a book called Wellspring. And he told me not long ago that that book, he read it every single day, and it helped him to get through the grief of that time. And then I gave him another one, and then recently I gave him What a Great Word. And he said, I so look forward to 2019 because I know I'm going to spend every day with oh, you. No. And that's exciting. So, you know, those things inspire me. Mm -hmm. Those things make me remember uh, what I do and why I do it. I, I had an opportunity, and this is maybe more information than you wanted, but I just was with a group of women who are Christian leaders of nonprofit groups, mm -hmm. and they invited me to a retreat for the weekend. And I, I looked at those women, and I said, wow, you're all doing such incredible things in the world. I mean, I was just awed by what they do. I said, I'm not sure what I could do for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then by the time we were done with the weekend, I realized that they all are part of what work I do. They all need inspiration. They all need encouragement. You know, we all need to keep encouraging each other. So, so that's why I do it. Thank you so much for coming in today, Karen, and giving us insight into the writing process, um, telling us about some of your favorite devotionals and even your readers. You have got two more devotionals that just released. I'm just going to mention those to our listeners right now who are looking for Mother's Day gifts or something to give the graduate in their life. So Karen has written What a Great Word for Moms and What a Great Word for Grads, and those are both out in bookstores and online retailers now. So be sure to pick up a copy. <laughs> 